Hello, ladies and gentlemen. On today's episode, particularly the main topic, <laughs> actually the whole main topic on Syndicator Coin, there is a inaccuracy on the amount of money that is actually being distributed for the Syndicator analysts. Uh, we were able to do some research afterwards, and thanks to the Syndicator Reddit community, we were able to find out that they actually do pay out um, with Bitcoin. So just keep that caveat in mind when I start talking about them not paying out anybody anything, because they do. They pay them out in Bitcoin. So with that, enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrower Podcast. Today, we are talking the NEM hack, Square with Bitcoin, Bitcoin tax payments. We have an interesting video of the day. And then finally, in our main topic, we're discussing syndicator. That's right. This is the episode you guys have been asking for. Thrower Podcast, starting now. Welcome to Thrower with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, via SoundCloud, and supported by... This is like you. It's time for the news. 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 Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Thriller Podcast. Remember last week we had that XEM hack? Remember that? It was uh, larger than Mt. Gox, the crypto hack. Basically lost a total of 500 million NEM tokens. Well, apparently those tokens have not been sent anywhere. So according to the NEM Foundation, there has been no attempt to sell them on any exchanges as of Wednesday. So some 500 million XEM were stolen from Japanese cryptocurrency exchange last week in what some observers have called the largest hack to date. However, despite reports to the contrary, those behind the attack have not yet tried to sell them. According to a statement released by Foundation Wednesday, none of the stolen funds have been seen to on any exchanges. As long as those funds are off public exchanges, they will be very difficult to liquidate, especially in large amounts, they stated. However, this information was not entirely accurate. NEM Europe promoter Paul Rieger asserted in an email to Coindesk, there were 11 100 XEM transactions from one of the hacker accounts to random accounts. Nothing was sold. There was also no attempted transactions to exchanges. So that's the thing about it. This open blockchain uh, XEM uses you can you can trace pretty much every address. Um, so once they knew the hacker's address, uh, they can just pretty much follow the ledger and see where every token is going, and then follow that account and so on and so on. So. I don't know how you steal something this big uh, without getting caught. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. I, I think the best thing that you could do in that situation, you know, is just try to give everybody back their money if, if you're if you're the exchange and then hope that they, you know, try to be greedy and try to cash some of that coin and then they can get caught. But I don't know. This is going to be one that we're going to have to follow for a couple of weeks to see what happens with. Uh, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely troublesome because... Uh, you would you would think the the exchange would already have uh well I know they said they were gonna promise to pay people but they haven't really done anything about it just yet so let's go into the next piece of news so Bitcoin tax payments so apparently in Arizona they are advancing a proposal that would allow residents in the state to pay their taxes in Bitcoin so the Department of Revenue shall convert cryptocurrency payments to United States dollars at the prevailing rate within 24 hours after receipt and shall credit the taxpayer's account with the converted dollar amount. 
That's what the tax bill reads. Public records show that last week the Arizona Senate Finance Committee had given the thumbs up to the measure by a 4-3 margin. The bill remains before the Chamber's Rules Committee and an endorsement of the Finance Committee, which encouraged that the bill is passed, increases the likelihood that the measure will succeed. So Warren Peterson remarked, Since I started to work on this, I've been surprised how many people are holders of cryptocurrency. Probably more than you suspect. (laughs) That's so funny, old people. And then in our last piece of news, Square adds Bitcoin buying for more cash app users. Digital payments company Square is rolling out the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin to more users of its popular cash app. The company announced today that following news last year that it was testing the feature with a limited number of users, the option is being expanded further. The app allows users to send payments to their friends and families, though notably, they may not be able to share funds to generic contacts on their phones. The company began trailing the Bitcoin buy option last November, letting select users buy or sell Bitcoin through their accounts. In a statement Wednesday, Jack Dorsey, he said, We support Bitcoin because we see it as a long-term path towards greater financial access for all. This is a small step. So, like I told you guys, I've I've actually got uh, access to buying Bitcoin on my Square Cash app. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people, or at least where I work at, there's a lot of people that use Square Cash. Like, if somebody's going to go get lunch, we square them the money. That's just what we do there. Um, the last place I worked at, also a tech place too, they use Square as well. So, um, it's pretty popular here in Austin. I'm not sure where how popular the Square app is around the world. Um, I know they have. I know PayPal has like Venmo and stuff like that. But I feel like Jack Dorsey, uh, the co-founder of Twitter, just makes just makes uh, makes everything feel more stickier inside the app. Um, I just I bought some more Bitcoin today actually inside of the app. Um, it's just so much easier because I can directly withdraw from my banking account to the Square app and then send funds back and forth. I have yet to sell any of my Bitcoin just because it's been down all week, but I've definitely been buying Bitcoin because it's been down all week. So pretty cool that they're finally rolling out to everybody else. I think that's pretty neat um, because, yeah, I think I think the more access to Bitcoin that everybody has is just make, makes for a better coin in general. That's why I've been telling you guys I'm very bullish on Bitcoin this year. Even though it's my number two crypto of the year, I have Ethereum above it, sorry. But I still believe that uh, Bitcoin has some amazing highs coming forward. And yesterday we got, well, I feel <laughs> I feel very lucky to have bought Bitcoin again at $9,000. Um, that felt really good yesterday. I know a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? It's low, it's down. No, trust me, that's a steal at $9,000 because I literally bought Bitcoin at 17, 18,000 uh, and I just held on to it because I didn't have a choice. And then when I saw it at 9,000, I made sure to buy some more because um, I got to even out the difference somehow. <laughs> Maybe between that 9,000 that I bought it at and that, you know, 18,000, I don't remember around there when I bought it, I could even itself out. So anyway, it makes sense in my head. I think, yeah, it does. So with that, let's go ahead and get into our interesting video of the day. Cars, interesting video of the day. So it's time for story time. When we first started this podcast, I used to, we used to have segments where we would talk about like shows that we were watching and stuff like that. But as time went on, I kind of you know, went away from that, you know? So there was one show that I always talked about in the early days of this podcast. And I always used to reference a lot more last year. 
Um, as of late, not so much. Not so much this year in 2018. So this would be the first reference to it. As you guys don't know, I freaking love the show Mr. Robot. I think it's probably one of the most really undervalued shows out there on, on television just because it doesn't get any kind of awards or no one talks about it. But uh, I think what it's doing for technology and for television, I think, is uh, pretty interesting. It's definitely bringing in the, the dark web and how technology can uh, infiltrate the real world in, in a... Uh, in a really global way. I want to play a clip from you from season two, and um, I saw it today on my feed, and I thought it was pretty outstanding. This is from Joey Badass. You know, back in the age of enlightenment, motherfuckers used chess as a means of self-improvement. Because there wasn't no Tony Robbins DVDs back then. This was it. So what you playing for, then? If there's no who, then what's the what? What's it for? Existence. Dope. It's my stakes right there. So what you waiting on? What? Do you dream, Elliot? You scraping so hard like you ain't never asked yourself this before. I said, do you want to be here right now? And I don't mean like here, here. I mean here in a cosmic sense, bro. Like, existence could be beautiful or it could be ugly. But that's on you. How do I know which one's for me? dream you gotta find out the future you're fighting for sometimes you gotta close your eyes and really envision that shit bro if you like it then it's beautiful if you don't then you might as well fade the f out right now so yeah i heard that today and it just it, it reminded me when i got uh started with crypto um you see the big returns um, and you see the little that you invested in it and you're just like, holy crap, like how high can this go? And you start thinking like, you know, Lambos, <laughs> maybe not Lambos, but, you know, realistically thinking like, oh, OK, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this with that money do this, this and this. Um, but I wanted to share that because I, I thought it, it touched on an interesting point about dreaming and uh, especially in cryptocurrency. I think in the beginning, when you fall in love with it, when you really fall deep in love with crypto, um, it's definitely something that you could uh, you could fall into dreaming about it, mooning whatever coin that you're looking looking forward to. Um, it's funny because we got a interesting mail uh, today, and um, they were talking about how. Um, how I got started with crypto and all this stuff and just basically sent him an email um, back right now and just basically told him like, you know, it was just kind of one of those things kind of just kind of caught me by surprise and you just uh, get sucked into the void. And I think after really following this for a long time, I realized that everybody gets gets into crypto like that. You know, you just can't help it. And I think the reason I'm able to do this day in and day out, even though the markets are red, is because I... I genuinely love doing talking about crypto 
generally love providing you guys entertainment. I think it's um, I think it's a win for both of us. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into our coin talk segment, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. Everything you have been waiting for. Coin talk. So I do want to say thanks to everybody for the uh, support um, on the Telegram. Thanks for everybody, you know, following us here on Instagram. Seeing those followers spike up. Also, thanks to everybody following us on SoundCloud. Believe it or not, Thrill Podcast is actually on SoundCloud. That's where our podcast pretty much lives right now until we until we build out a website. Um, but uh, if you guys aren't following us on SoundCloud, feel free to follow us there. Throw us some likes or re retweets are they retweets i think they're retweets who knows but anyway thanks for all the support guys i got a lot of emails today <laughs> uh telling me um uh, that i was crazy for not taking the forty thousand. <laughs> somebody else said i'll give you 10 bucks to, <laughs> to talk about one of his coins that he's trying to push um which i thought was cool because he was trying to go like lowball on me <laughs> so i thought that was funny but uh no guys honestly i'm in this for the long haul like i've been telling you um, I hope to make this one day a career. I think that would be fucking awesome. Talking crypto all day, every day, and getting paid for it. Poof. That's awesome, in my opinion. Um, anyway, but I did also want to thank our Patreons. Shit, I really appreciate it. Y'all's, um, y'all's money, I think we're at $13 or $13 or $14 um, every month for Thriller Podcasts. Um, y'all's money is going directly to the SoundCloud account. So whatever... Uh, just as long as we're close to 16, 20 bucks is for what the hosting costs somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Um, so we're almost there. We're almost at a break even point for thriller podcast, which I like. Um, so thanks guys for supporting thriller podcast with your donations at Patreon. And I really appreciate it because you're paying for SoundCloud hosting this month and that's awesome. So with that, Let's roll the disclaimer, baby boy. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks he can. He is just some dude, trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. Yeah, it was pretty funny today. Um, I, I don't know who it was, but I, I cracked up when I saw it. Uh, I like laughed or kind of giggled. I was, somebody said, I know we're all trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time, but let's try to make some money too. <laughs> I thought that was thought that was funny. I saw that on the Telegram. It was awesome. But anyway, um, so right now it looks like Bitcoin is at currently $10,000 and no, $10,063. So it's up 0.62%. Guys, I, like I've been saying all podcasts, yesterday's podcast, this is a perfect buying point. I mean, if you don't have Bitcoin in your portfolio, you're, you're, you're hodling wrong. <laughs> no, um, I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. Like some of the news that we, that we look at here every day, um, I can kind of see where a lot of these, these legislators and a lot of these, uh, you know, these governments around the world are starting to, comfortable with the idea of bitcoin 
I mean, I don't know how they feel about the other cryptocurrencies, but I definitely feel like from last year to this year, the governments around the world, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying there's a lot of them are starting to get comfortable with Bitcoin being a currency or being a, a storage of value, a store of value, you know? So, um, and then after yesterday's episode over Litecoin, I'm just even more, you know, bullish on Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying Bitcoin right now at this, at the slow price. Cause it's, it's going to double. We know that it can, we know that it can get to 20,000. Honestly, we know that, right? I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We know it can get to 20,000 by the end of this year, but can it get to 50,000? Now that's what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. Take it one day at a time. We'll watch the we'll watch the markets. We got Ethereum at eleven hundred, so Ethereum is doing well, up six percent. It's holding steady. That's exactly what I would like to see with Ethereum. I think once we do start seeing Bitcoin, you know, start getting on a on a on an increase, that's when everything will start correcting itself. That's when Ethereum will go up to you know, depending on where Bitcoin is at. That's how I was able to predict you know Litecoin being increased. So Ethereum, I think once Bitcoin starts rising here, we'll start seeing it correct as well. I think once Bitcoin gets to 20, we can see Ethereum get to close to $2,000 maybe. Um, it's just naturally going to happen, you know. And usually most of the time, if not all the time, when Bitcoin rises, alts rise as well. Um, when Bitcoin's down, alts are usually down. So it's kind of one of those things. That's just the way of crypto around the world. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Bitcoin's an important currency to hold long term. And if you're not holding Bitcoin, I wouldn't say you're making a big mistake because really no one really knows that. I would just say that you're probably you're probably hodling wrong. So that that's my best advice. But definitely don't take it. Take your own advice. Definitely take your own advice. Um, Ripple at a dollar fourteen, up point sixty eight percent. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, well, we'll talk about it in the main topic, but. Yeah, Ripple, I'm not worried about it. Honestly, I'm not. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop with Coinbase. So it doesn't mean anything. I'm holding a shit ton of Ripple, so it doesn't mean anything right now. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, $1,400. Um, yeah, it's it's dropping. It's dropping big time. Uh, I, I know they have tricks up their sleeves, so I know eventually they're going to make a move there. So we'll see. We got Cardano at $0.51. Cents, so that's up 2%. Good on Cardano. That's good. We got Stellar up 8% again. So Stellar keeps 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 rising in price. We got it at 52 cents. You know, we had that we had that um Stellar versus Ripple episode this week and we heard oh you guys didn't hear it, but I heard that I didn't put it in the episode cuz it was running short on time. I didn't want to make make it over. But anyway, um so Jed McCaleb, I'm sorry. Jed McCaleb uh had said that uh he was really interested to see it really interested seeing stellar and its price this year because the guy who interviewed him asked him like so where do you see stellar this year and uh, he just kind of winked and nodded and was like and then the guy asked him so you're telling us to hold stellar this year and he just kind of winked and nodded so i'm like holy shit like yeah so there's a reason it has a rocket as its logo for you know so i think i think stellar could be could be pretty big this year so if you guys don't have any stellar right now i would just hold some um, even if it's not that much, just to have some skin in the game, because at 52 cents, that's a steal. And we got Neo at $141. Wow. Wowzers. It's up 0.3%. Uh, 
Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We got a Litecoin at $161, up 0.25%. And like I said, you know, Litecoin will rise when Bitcoin rises. And that's just, the, yeah, that's just the way it's going to be uh, for right now, at least. So if you have Litecoin, that's good. I guess keep holding it. But um, I, I use Litecoin, but I always use it um, kind of like how I use fiat currency just to send payments. Um yeah, so it's kind of one of those where I usually hold it for the most part just before I I usually hold it just before I send it somewhere else. Like I don't hold it for very long. Um my mom has some Litecoin that she's holding, believe it or not, long term. Uh she really likes that coin cuz I cut her into it, you know, early on when it was like at $50. So she's just been holding on to it and uh it's pretty cool. When your mom holds Litecoin, uh, I got EOS at uh, eleven dollars, um, and that's up one uh, percent. We got NEM at seventy-seven cents. So I, I honestly think the hack actually hurt NEM. Um, just whenever there's FUD for any coin, um, it's always gonna hurt the coin, regardless of whether it's true or not. It's just the way it is. Um, I think the only one that's kind of resilient to that, or has become more resilient to that, is Bitcoin. But uh, even that, even Bitcoin, sometimes the FUD can hurt it itself. So, yeah, I think uh, I think if you're holding NEM, just hang in there. You know, it could probably go lower. Yes, that's a possibility. But, yeah, I mean, it hacked and, and your coin name right next to it never go good. Do you know what I mean? But uh, Bitcoin went through the same thing. People stole Bitcoin from each other back in the day. So it's people still steal Bitcoin from each other. So. Yeah, it's not too big of a deal, but just uh, hang in there, NEM people. Hang in there. We got IOTA at uh, $2.29, up 1%. We got Dash at $6.88. Okay. Got Tomorrow at $2.72. We got Tron at $0.05. So today I was very much on the cusp of actually selling my Tron. Like I was like, I was at the sale. I was was like, at the sale. I was going to sell all my Tron. And then at the last minute, I was like, no, I better not. And I didn't. I didn't sell it, guys. I didn't. I was like so close to selling it. The reason I didn't was because um, I looked at the I looked at the actual uh, charts for Tron. Um, and it's so weird. Like in the crypto game, your memory, your memory is very short term thinking. I don't know if that's just I don't know if it's just by design, by, by when you're just in this every day. But I was I was looking at the charts and I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot that Tron went as high as 21 cents. It went as high as 21 cents in January. Uh, and I remember that time. I remember thinking like, fuck, I should sell it at a huge profit. Or no, it was at 24 cents, guys. I remember thinking like, fuck, I should sell it at a huge profit, profit 24 cents. And I didn't. And then it crashed all the way down. And then right now it's at five cents. So I'm like, fuck. So that's why I decided to hold it. Because I, I remember that it got to 24 cents. So Justin Sun, if you're out there and you're listening, get that motherfucking coin to 24 cents again. So I can sell it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'd, I'd probably hold it to 50 cents, honestly. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see with Tron. Uh, I think he can. I think I think he could will it to fifty cents with his marketing skills alone. No, I've said that before. We got Qtum at uh, forty dollars. We got Lisk at uh, twenty four bucks. 
That's up 9%. Good on you, Lisk. We got VeChain up 3% at $6. We got ETC, Ethereum Classic at $28. We got Icon. Wow. So Icon took a hit today, uh, down 11% at $7.29. Got Bitcoin Gold making a little rise, uh, $155. Got Populous at $69. We got Tether at $0.99. We got OMGO at $15. So that's up 5%. A lot of people are are looking into OhMyzGo as a potential coin to start holding now. I haven't spent too much time with it. It's never really tickled my fancy, as they say. Uh, It's just one of those that I just see here every day. And I think it has a cute name. But other than that, I really don't haven't really looked that much into it at all, to be honest with you. So... Let me know if you guys want an episode on that. We got Zcash at $397, up 5%. We got Stratus at uh, up 4% at $12. Got Steam at $4.90. So even Steam's tanking even more so today. We got got BitShares at $0.42, up 10%. Damn, good on you, BitShares. Got SiaCoin, finally, at $0.03. It's making a little rise. It's almost there. We got Verge. Oh, snap. Seven cents, not too bad, not too bad. We got uh, got status at twenty three cents. Oh, status, you're hurting me every day. We got Walton at thirty one dollars, down one percent. We got Waves at seven dollars and sixty six cents, up three point five percent. We got our chain up ten percent at two dollars and fifteen cents. That's pretty good. We got Doge at five tenths of a cent. Oh, poor Doge. We also have gas at $57. We got Dragon Chain at $2.30, up 5%. Man, Dragon Chain. Whew. We should have got in earlier than that. <laughs> we got Loop Ring at $0.96. Cents. That, oh, wow, 3%. We got Bat at $0.51. Cents. We got Alf, Alf, A-E-L-F, up 16%. Wow, at $2.00. Got Electronium at eight cents, up seven percent. We got Dentacoin at one tenth of a cent. Oh, that's not looking good. We got Golem at forty six cents, up six percent. Uh, we got Funfair at seven dollars, or not seven dollars, at eight eight cents. I'm sorry, guys. I almost gave you. I know a lot of you out there are holding some Funfair. I almost gave you guys a heart attack. No, not seven dollars, Funfair. It's actually at eight cents. Uh, it's at seven percent. Um, that's the that this is the coin that is trying to become the casino coin. I don't know if you guys remember we talked about it last year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see it winning long term. But I could be wrong. Just me personally, I don't think it has. I just don't understand why people wouldn't use Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin. Why would they? What makes them want to use Funfair? I just could never find out a good good enough reason. I'm sure there's uh, other people holding it, but I just don't know. Just don't know why you would use Funfair. Um, do you know what I mean? I just I just don't get it. But I'm probably in the minority on that. I just don't see it as a potential coin that could be worth a lot of money one day. Maybe give it a year or two at that and see if it stands the test of a time. But even then, how much could it actually increase? But it is $0.08, cents, so who knows? But I do know that when I gambled online, um, I always used – well, back then I always used Bitcoin and now I use Litecoin. So, got Aeon at $4.44. We got Ethos at $4.42. We got Salt at 6 bucks. 
We got Dent at three cents. Yeah. Got Power Ledger making moves, 87 cents. Man, I knew that was a perfect buy yesterday. What was it at like at 78 cents, somewhere around there? We got Syndicator down 4% at 21 cents right now. Um, that's the one that we're going to talk in our main topic. I can't wait to dive into that. I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, we got Ignis at 40 cents down 22%. Wow. We got Zcoin at $70. Uh, we got Ken. <laughs> we got Ken at 300 tenth of a cent. Um, damn, we got Redcoin. Jesus, man. Fuck. Redcoin. Damn. Eight tenths of a cent, guys. Eight tenths of a cent down 2%. Even more today. Even more. I think you can, I think you can officially call Redcoin. I wouldn't say over, but fuck. It's, it's plateauing down. It's plateauing down. That's for sure. Everybody's jumping off that ship. And that's what I'm saying, guys. There's just so much better coins. I don't understand why people would put $1,000 into Redcoin. Why not put $1,000 into Stellar? Like, really bet, you know, really bet on something that know that will make you money. I just don't understand why people would put $1,000 in Redcoin. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I hope none of you guys are doing that. That's just not smart. Um, especially with a, a coin that's not doing anything, you know? Anyway... Uh, we got uh, Particle at $25. Uh, we got Metablock. So Metablock is at $0.07. Cents. It went down 1%. It's our 100th coin today. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. There's a couple coins that you guys requested on the Telegram. We're going to talk about them tomorrow on Thriller Coin Talk. And um, we also got the Neo episode next week as well. A lot of people have been asking for that Neo episode. I hear you guys loud and clear. Uh, today's episode is actually about Syndicator. So when we decide on the shows, at uh, usually on Saturdays, I try to do it Saturday. Sometimes I'm just too busy with a long day of stuff. Um, I, I'll do it Sunday. I'll, I'll make a list of, of, of shows that I want to present to you guys. And um, so what I'll do is I'll put a whole poll together and I'll put it on Thriller Podcast for the uh, Thriller Producers, uh, Josine and Andrea. Um, and so they'll vote on which shows that we that we talk about that week. Um, this week, we they both chose the um, the first episode, which was a Stellar versus Ripple episode. So that's why we did that. Uh, second episode was the Litecoin episode, which actually, whoo, like man, that that was a big episode. Like we had a shit ton of downloads on that episode. I was surprised. Like I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, well, I guess it makes sense. There's a lot of people that hold Litecoin, but I didn't realize how, how big that podcast episode would end up being. Um, so that was a big episode for us this week. And then today is Syndicator and Josine chose this one. Uh, cause I was just like, Hey, what, what episode did you want? Um, we've already, uh, Andreas already chose one. Now it's your, your turn to choose one. So she chose one and she was like, let's do Syndicator. I was like, cool, we're going to do Syndicator. So I came home today, guys. I researched the fuck out of it. I really did. I was playing with their app. Yes, they have an app. It's crazy. They do. I was looking at their bot. Yep, they have bot. They have two bots. Crazy about that. There's a lot of stuff about Syndicator that I like. There's a couple things that I don't like, but I'm going to explain all of it to you guys. You're going to get all the facts and then you're going to decide 
what you want to do about Syndicator. So let's go ahead and jump into that now in our main topic. So it's kind of funny, like I realized like in the middle of like I researched it for about 30 minutes and I had no fucking idea what syndicator still was after researching it for 30 minutes. So I researched it for another 30 minutes and I still had a little bit of inkling what they were trying to do, but not really. Then I spent the next hour like really researching it, like actually reading documents (laughs) and actually looking at everything, playing with their applications playing with their bots and then i realized okay now i understand it now now a lot of people are gonna wonder like why would you do that um if you're if you're not going to um how do i say this if you're not going to you know either invest it or pump it as they say um i'm just gonna give you the honest truth honestly because I honestly, I looked at Syndicator through and through. I started realizing I was going to buy some. I was literally going to buy some Syndicator. And then I thought for a second. And then I reevaluated everything that I had read. And I realized, nope, I'm not going to buy any. I'm going to wait. And before I get into why that is, why that ultimate conclusion came to be, first, let's go ahead and get into what it is. What is Syndicator? Let's play the trailer. You have access to the collective mind of everyone on the planet. Imagine, this collective consciousness is enhanced by artificial intelligence. Imagine, in the symbiosis of human and machine intelligence. What would you do with it? We make it a reality. We are Syndicator. Syndicator is creating an open ecosystem where we combine the collective intelligence of financial analysts, data scientists, traders, and investors. This ecosystem provides a more efficient approach and valuable predictive analytics for asset management, where everyone can monetize individual intelligence. Invest your intelligence. Learn more at syndicator.com. Okay, so let's talk about it. It sounds, man, I'm not going to get, let's, oh, you know, you know what? Before we get into the negative stuff, because <laughs> I love really, I really love getting into the negative stuff. Obviously, you guys know this. Um, let's get into the positive stuff. Uh, first up, I will say their team is sound. Everything looks legit. Their website looks legit. It's the technology that they're talking about sounds legit. Um, the marketing that they're doing is great. Uh, they have a they have a founder that's uh, getting in front of everybody. Uh, his name is Yuri. Um, he's appeared on Data Dash. Somebody that you know through their podcast definitely respects. Um, everything looks sound. Everything looks great. They had an ICO last year. Um, they're from Russia and they have uh, an actual an actual app. Um, for the iOS and for Android. 
um, this is all great. Like er- they're doing everything right. Like they're really doing everything right through and through. If you just look at the good things, perfect. Like it's perfect. Crypto invest in it. It's at 22 cents. It makes sense. Can it get to 40 cents? Yes, it obviously can. It already got there. Um, so at 22 cents, it's a perfect buy if you plan to flip it once it gets to 50 cents. And could it get any higher than that? I'm going to say yes, but will it eclipse a dollar to two dollars to three dollars to four dollars to five dollars? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. So if you guys want to stop the podcast right there, you can, because I'm telling you, just on sheer, you know, face value of syndicator, it makes total investment sense. If you're just looking for 100 percent return on your coin, this will give you give you that. You can get to forty two cents probably by the end of March at the at the at the, at the latest honestly, um, but do I think it has a long value term? I don't think it does, and I think the only way it does is if it has some for so, some sort of partnership with a big brand. And let me explain why. So some of the some of the things that uh, let me let me give you let me give you the twenty eighteen. Well, actually, let me give you the plan that they said. So they basically said, you know, it's a groundbreaking and defining year for 2018 uh, for this digital economy, crypto community, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so they basically had a token sale three months ago. It did really well. They had syndicator specials, forecasters showing outstanding analytical performance, now earn additional rewards. Um, As a result, 9,500 new analysts have joined the platform. Analysts with quotations. Let me just say that right there. Uh, we also see a 10% increase on more analysts. That's what they're saying. Um, key growth products for 2018. They're spending the majority of their investment fund uh, and professional traders market need to be aware of Syndicator, the hybrid intelligence technology and our products. We expect significant growth in token holders representing these professional crypto market participants. They have they expect exponential, exponential growth in our user base of crowd forecasting platform analysts from different countries. Analyst quotations. Key points. In the implementation of our marketing plan, active work with finance, tech, and business media, um, online marketing. Um, they're doing everything right. Marketing, they got that down, definitely. Analytical products, they're planning to implement a significant expansion of our analytical and predictive product range and to undertake work of broad scope to increase its value and improve its usability. Um, so they are currently an ERC-20 token on the Ethereum network. Um, and let's see here. Yeah, that's pretty much all they have forecasted for this year. Oh, so this is, man, they use a lot of buzzwords because they know that drives the price up. And um, yeah, so they say in 2018, we expect exponential growth in the number of syndicator analysts, quotations, and as a result, exponential growth in the quantity of data collected for the training of machine learning models and in the load of our systems. In order to provide continued support for our effective work, our financial analysts, we are planning significant infrastructure development, both in terms of system logic and system load, failure resistance, stability, and most importantly, all the security of all ecosystem participants. Um, they're calling this their neural network and their natural language processing technology. All buzzwords, guys. All buzzwords. Um, now, that's that's not to say that they aren't making this happen, because in some sense they are. But I'll, I'll explain here in a sec. So they have development of expertise, research aspects of hybrid intelligence functionality in 2018. We intend to continue and deepen our experience in the investigation of collective intelligence phenomenon, uh, hybrid intelligence as an in- entire symbiotic existence. 
feedback loops, participants, um, team development. They're looking to get a, we will enhance the quality and quantity of our internal competencies and expand our team, the scientific team consisting of data scientists and mathematicians. After the token sale, we have already been joined by six new data science researchers. We will publish a separate post regarding the, the current growth of the team and its new members a little later on. Definitely ambitious. I will give them that. And they say, expand your intelligence and share the story with your trusted friends to join the future. So the only thing that I don't understand, because their, their roadmap looks great. For 2018, the roadmap looks great. They just released this today. It looks fantastic. I'll put it inside of the show notes because I think it's uh, definitely something you guys should look at so you can judge for yourself. Um the only thing I don't understand, well, actually, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Okay. So they have two bots. They have a hybrid intelligence for effective asset management. It's a trade smarter with next gen predictive analytics syndicator bot. A syndicator bot 1.0 is a system that works with predictive analytics data and market indicators powered by hybrid intelligence to support traditional and crypto financial market analysis, trading indicators for crypto and fiat assets, data from thousand from thousands of analysts, work of dozens of ML models, accuracy is back and forward tested. Learn more about Syndicator Bot. So when you click on that on their website, you, it tells you Syndicator is an ecosystem of predictive analytics, data, and indicators powered by hybrid intelligence. You click on that, and it basically takes you to learn more. Tens of thousands of financial analysts predict upcoming financial events. A diverse group of financial analysts make their forecasts through the syndicator platform. So that's the thing that I think no one is realizing. They created they created an app. It's called Syndicator. Go to iOS, download it. Go to Android, download it. So you can understand. You're basically answering questions in the app. And it's funny because these questions, for me, they're fucking easy. <laughs> like, they're really simple questions. Like, really simple questions. Like, Stupid, simple questions. And I don't know if it's because I know crypto or if it's just because they're just dumb questions. So one of the questions, for example, is check this out. So the cryptocurrency Ripple settled at $1.13 at 1230 p.m. UTC on Wednesday, January 31st. What will be the minimum and the maximum price of XRP USD from 12 a.m. Thursday till February 7th? So they basically wanted me to give them basically what I think will be the highest and lowest of Ripple. So obviously, do I think Ripple will go any lower than $1.13? I think it can get to $110. So I'll put $110 right there as a minimum. The max, what do I think Ripple will get as high as? By February 7th, they said. Um, I'll put $2. I'll play that because that's that's easy. I don't think it get any higher than $2 by February 7th, which is seven days from now. And I'm forecasting. That's all I'm doing, forecasting. If I wanted to play it safe, I could put $1.85, but I'm not because I'm feeling kind of bullish today. I think the highest I can get is 2 bucks. So I'm hitting forecast, and it basically takes my, my entry, and it keeps it there. Next, it'll say, perfect, here's another one. The crypto asset Ethereum settled at $1100 or $1,108 on the exchange at 9 p.m. UTC on Wednesday. What will be the minimum and maximum price of Ethereum USD from 12.01 a.m. Thursday, February 1st? until wednesday february 7th so it's asking me again what i think ethereum's price will be so 11 i'm gonna say actually i'm gonna say 10 i'm gonna say i think the lowest it can go is ten thousand. 
200 just because I have a feeling that it could probably drop that low, you know, get on a given day. And I think the highest it can get is 12,000. That's just a safe bet. So I'm going to hit forecasts. Perfect. Boom. It's settled. So it's based, no, not 12,000. What am I thinking? Not 12,000. 1,200. What did I say? 12,000. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, oh, it cannot be less than 11. Yeah, it's not. So 10,000. Oh, you know what? I missed up. I put 10,000. No, it's 11. 1,020. Okay. So I put Ethereum that it will be between 1,020 to, to 1,220. Or, you know, here in the next seven days, it won't go any higher than that. That's my prediction. Just because I watch these markets all the time. They're simple questions, like really easy. Now, that's not the main thing. Like, that's not the main thing. That's not even the thing I'm getting mad about. The thing I'm getting mad about is because when you click on where it says settings and you go to profile, it's going to ask you what part of, where is it at, ratings? Okay, so under ratings, it'll tell you which ones you got right because it asks you multiple questions. It'll say which ones you got right because it asks you multiple questions about, you know, the stock exchange. It asks you questions about um, crypto and all this stuff like that. And they're calling people that do that analysts. That's why I kept saying quotation analysts because everybody who downloads this app and starts making these predictions inside their app are considered analysts. So when they say they're making a hybrid intelligence platform, they're really, I guess they kind of are, but it's all done through this app. And that forces me to have to, to go on this app and actually predict this stuff. The only thing I win is points. That's all I win. I just get points and I get a rating. Uh, it's going to take more than that, boys, to get free, <laughs> to get through their podcast to want to use this on a day-to-day basis. Like there's no incentive for me to actually want to keep using this app. Why am I giving you free advice? Do you know what I mean? Like... That's where I'm saying it really doesn't make sense. Now, that wouldn't have been so bad. Even if even if they would have just done that and that would have been it, the thing I didn't like was when they did this. So when you click on their website and you go learn more about Syndicator Bot, it takes you to – okay, here it goes. You can you, – okay, so check this out. So at the very bottom, it takes you to how do I get access. On December 2017, you can get access. As a beginner level, you can click on where it says start now. So as soon as you start it, it actually takes you to the Telegram and installs a Telegram bot. It's called Syndicator Bot inside of Telegram. So all of you guys have Telegram and it basically says, hello, through a podcast. Um, This bot sends hybrid intelligence empowered by empowered plans for traditional crypto financial markets. A diverse audience of analysts, people like me who are just playing with the app, (laughs) make their predictions through our platform, answering questions on various financial events what I was just doing right now, but why the why the fuck are you, you're not incentivizing me to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Why would I want to do that? I'm not getting paid for it. At the core of our hybrid intelligence system is this unique data set made by our forecaster community, people who use the app, which is then processed by ML algorithms 
coin market cap <laughs> and transform into your high accuracy plans. The ML model will apply as, as high as a 50% higher prediction accuracy than simple average models. This, this bot distributes indicator tiers corresponding to the amount of CND you're holding. To use this bot, you should have a pu public Ethereum address with a certain amount of CND tokens. Depending on the amount of CND tokens you're holding, you'll receive this bot's notifications with plans prepared for syndicators ML models corresponding to your package level. So if you're a beginner, Find below the distribution plans of depending on the amount of tokens you're holding. So if you're a beginner, you need 5,000 syndicator coins before you can even use the spot. They're going to check your Ethereum address, make sure that you're holding that many coins, and then you can use the spot. If you're a trader, then you have to have 200 syndicator, 200,000 syndicator coins, and you get weekly support, resistance plans, ICL, stuff like that. If you're an expert, you have 700,000 syndicator coins. So they're basically leveraging all the data that they're getting from their app and data that they're pulling from financial markets like CoinMarketCap, like everybody else pulls. They're correlating the data together and then giving you this representation of the syndicator bot spitting out questions. So if I don't know if you guys ever use the, the, the Messenger app where you can ask the, the bot a question on there, you basically ask this bot a question. I wasn't able to try it out. If it, I don't have that many syndicated coins because I didn't buy any once I saw this. So it has, a, it has a lot going for it. It really does. Like this is all cool. Like that they made a bot that can grab questions from an app that talks back to the bot. And not only did they make one bot, they made two bots, a cryptocurrency bot called... They have a syndicator bot, and then they have a crypto, a crypto bot 2.0, and it's basically designed to ask questions. That's that's literally all it does. Notifications about arbitrage opportunities on crypto exchanges, monitoring support of ten exchanges, tracking of price drops and surges, displaying a list of prices for all uh, you know stuff. Uh, we have invented a distribution system for crypto meter bot. That does not require spending of tokens on their syndicator bot. They promise, you know, uh, you know, financial analysts, you know, using their platform at the core of hybrid intelligence system, indicator accuracy to forward to back tested. Um, so I think the biggest problem with them is they don't understand the chicken and egg approach. So they made this app. It's a beautiful app. It really is. It's great. I love the questions. They're really simple. Uh, I love playing with it. Would I consider myself an analyst? Um, maybe, maybe, I guess, just because I have a podcast, I guess you could call me an analyst. A regular person that 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 uses the app, though, who just downloads it, and they just been in the crypto market for, what, two months, a month? Would you consider them an analyst? No. Even though in crypto, you do learn very fast. But would I consider them an analyst? No, I absolutely would not. I wouldn't even consider myself an analyst, to be honest with you guys. Like, Maybe somebody could throw me in that category, but I wouldn't go out and say I'm an analyst for a cryptocurrency because I'm not. I'm just a podcaster trying to trying to show entertainment and save the world one Satoshi at a time. You know, you guys all know this. So what I'm basically saying, guys, they have a chicken and egg problem. They created this app. It's a great app. It's a beautiful app. I highly suggest you guys download it before even investing in the currency. Download the app. See what I'm talking about. There's a couple errors inside the app that, that just don't work. Um, it's probably just because they haven't gotten around to it. Um, I think if you would have gotten an ICO and then sold once this came out, fuck, you would have made a shit ton of money. But we didn't know about it. And plus, we don't follow ICOs on the show.
We just don't. It's just too much work, too much risk. It's just not worth it. There's better guys doing it out there. Ian Bellina is one of them. Follow him. He's the best. I'm not competing with that guy. There's no fucking way I could compete with him. I'm going to compete with myself because I think I make the best fucking cryptocurrency podcast out there. And I think that's the fucking truth. Anyways, what I'm saying is on this one, I don't like it. Chicken egg approach. They already made the app. Cool, cool. You did that. The chicken's there. But you want me to keep using the app, but you're not incentivizing me. You're giving me points and you're giving me status by saying I'm a beginner, trader, or an expert. But in order to become a beginner, trader, and expert, I need to have your coin. So that means I have to buy your coin. So not only do you want me to buy your coin, you also want me to download your app, answer your questions, and then in turn, I can use a Telegram app to use the bot. Do you guys see what I'm talking about? Like, it, it, it's broken. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. I wish there was somebody out there that could explain it to me. Maybe somebody who's a programmer on the actual team. Oh, wait a minute. There is a guy. Oh, wait a minute. He just released an, a, a YouTube episode here, what, 12 days ago? Let's ask that guy, the guy who's in charge of actually programming this stuff for Syndicator. For example, imagine that I have 200,000 tokens and buying another 500,000 is a lot, a lot of money. Uh, to access expert level. Maybe there would be some other products between uh, these levels in the future? Uh, yeah, actually there will. Uh, in, in fact, and, uh, as soon as we released uh, our products and uh, got listed on uh, Binance, uh, our access levels uh, became significantly higher, uh, I mean, in terms of value, uh, of BTC value. And uh, actually, we are currently holding discussion on our pricing policy, uh, and we are taking the following decisions. Uh, so, uh, just just briefly, uh, the access uh, levels themselves uh, uh, are unlikely to change. Uh, that's that's our decision for the current period, uh, for the current stage. Most likely. Uh, however, uh, there will be uh, new tariffs on the existing products uh, as well as new methods of uh, price setting. I mean, uh, not only uh, holding tokens, but, but also purchasing uh, some, some new products or uh, getting access uh, to the current one. Uh, we are uh, talking purchase. purchase. That's that's good news. Uh, what about uh, what about alerts? Uh, will you use uh, Telegram to distribute them, or are you maybe working on something custom made? Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, at the moment, Telegram is our main distribution channel, uh, and uh, actually, it's a popular platform for uh, crypto community. And we understand that uh, Telegram probably the best uh, platform to distribute our tokens at the moment, and uh, also to uh, to testify uh, the whole range of hypotheses uh, uh, with minimal expenditure of resources. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much simpler simpler uh, to uh, build a product uh, uh, in Telegram at the moment than uh, doing. Uh, the great job of uh, new application, but uh, we certainly won't be relying on Telegram as, on, uh, as our only platform uh, and distribution channel. Uh, so there are plans to develop uh, mobile apps and web apps, uh, 
and probably uh, potentially means of for integration with other messengers as well. So you guys heard him. Like, he literally just got hired two months ago. <laughs> He's already the lead developer for Syndicator. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't scare you right there, I don't know what will. The fact that they're still using Telegram um, and not creating their own. I know he said they're going to create their own. Um, anybody can do that. That's cute. You made a bot on Telegram. That's cute. Yes, you're, I think the hardest thing that they're doing is they're grabbing analytics from their app. And they're grabbing analytics from the coin market cap and they're merging the two. But who knows how that mystery sauce is getting created and how I'm not able to test the bot because I'm not going to pay. What is it? Three, seven thousand coins just to use your bot. No, no. And then you want me to use your app? No, no. And then some. So I will caveat be saying that the more you use the app, the more it's able to distinguish if you're like an expert level or if you're like a, a beginner level, like where you are. So that's the only that's the only incentive for me to want to use the app is to see how much of an expert I am when it comes to all this stuff is that I can kind of see my rankings and I get points. But what you should have done, and this is the thing I don't get, is why didn't they just why don't they give you syndicator coins for using the app? Why do I need to buy syndicator coins to even use your bot? Why not? use those points, the more syndicator app, the more I use your syndicator app, you give me points and then I can turn around and use those points to get access to your bot. Do you know what I mean? Like why not make it easier for the user or make an incentive, make actually make it easier for the user to, to want to use your app and to want to use your bot, not by forcing them to hold $7,000 worth your coin or not $7,000, 7,000 coins just so they can access your bot. It makes no sense. So once I figured that out, I realized there is no point of them actually creating a coin in the first place. Why would you create a coin if you weren't going to use it? If you're only going to use it to measure a, a kind of a gateway to, to use their platform. And then, I, and then I started thinking about it further and I realized, oh, it's because they're just an app developer company. That's all Syndicator is. They're just another app company. But they knew that if they release a Syndicator app on the iOS store and on the Android store, it, no one was going to download it. They would have said, oh, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. You can, oh, wow, cool. Oh, you made a bot too. Cool. There, there's not going to be any money, you know, other than like somebody donating or not donating, somebody investing in them, you know, in a venture fund or something. But they realized, oh, shit, we can turn this app that we created into an ICO. Now, this is all just me speculating as to what happened. That's the only reason I see them actually making the ICO in the first place. There's they actually do a shitty job of actually implementing their their coin, syndicator coin into their platform. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why they did that. They made so many mistakes. I just I just it just it just like it's it makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. They'd have been better off just creating an app, get some kind of venture funding. And then trying to like sell to like Facebook or Google or somebody into the bot game right now because that's big, you know, machine learning that's big, and they could easily, you know, you know, sell it for two million dollars. But they're like, hey, no, let's go the ICO approach. Let's get the ICO out. Let's do all this syndicator stuff. Oh, and we'll make right off the bat. We'll make millions right off the bat. And this is why I cannot get behind syndicator. I'm sorry, guys. A lot of you guys are going to be disappointed because. 
because uh, where I stand on this. But honestly, you guys need to do what you need to do. So my final thought on Syndicator, this is not a goodbye. Long term, this is not a goodbye at all. There's a few ways this, this could go down. First off, it's at 22 cents. Will it get to 40 cents? Absolutely. Yes, it will. Absolutely. Will you get to a dollar? I don't fucking know. I honestly don't know. It's easy for me to say no, but that's not that's me not knowing. So I will just say nothing. I don't know. The second thing I just can't get past is why didn't they just create the app? And that was it. Like it almost makes me think that they had the app first and then they decided to create the ICO. That's that's the only thing that I can come up with. Um, I, I know it looks great for an ICO to have an, an actual product because that goes against everything that you're supposed to say. Because I know I can hear you guys like, well, well, Carlos, what do you expect? Like, you know, they they didn't, they're an ICO. Of course they wanted to create a product because that in turn makes them look legitimate. And I agree. It totally makes them look legitimate. It's just I see through the bullshit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I see through the bullshit. Call me a negative Nancy. <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. I just like, I just see through the bullshit. I can see through it. It it just it it uh, it stinks. Something stinking's up. Something stinking over there. It really is, and I can see right through the bullshit of Syndicator. They use a lot of buzzwords. They're doing machine learning or, or what they're calling hybrid intelligence because it's a it's a nice little buzzword. Um, they're doing bots. They're using this app. It's a great app. There's a lot of stuff going for it. I just don't understand. Like I look at it like this: if this was an app and this was a platform Syndicator, like on the open market, would anybody use it? I would say no, no one would use it. But if it's an ICO, oh shit, it has all this stuff. Oh crap. Oh, is it cool? But is it creating its own blockchain? Is it doing anything to provide value to cryptocurrency or to the crypto market or to the blockchain or to the economy? Any, anything? No, it's not. The only thing that's it's providing value is getting you these analysts, quotations, people that use their app, <laughs> giving 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 you their predictions. You know, that, that's that's all it's doing. And, it, and it's through a bot on Telegram at that. So they even create their own bot. And I know they said they're going to make it. Hopefully they do. And then at then we'll reevaluate. But right now, it's an absolutely do not buy from the podcast. I don't. I'm, I was going to buy it because I'm like, oh, shit, Carlos, 22 cents. You can double your profit here to 40 and what? Probably a month at that. Yeah, I probably could. But I'm like, fuck that. There's better. There's better money to be spent out there on better coins. It's. It's, it's an ERC-20 token. Uh, this is why ERC-20 tokens get so much shit these days is because stuff like this comes out and doesn't. there's really no need for it whatsoever. It's not trying to solve anything. If anything, it's just out there to create a great ICO, make a ton of cash, and just as long as they keep up developments and do all this stuff, they're going to continue to to you know cash in their coin that they have. It's backwards, in my opinion. You should try to come up with a problem that you're trying to solve, then go after that problem, and then see if it's good enough to be used on the blockchain or if the blockchain actually solves that problem that you're trying to solve. If it's not trying to solve the problem, you know, the one that you're trying to solve with the blockchain or with Ledger, with anything involved with crypto, then you shouldn't be making an ERC-20 token. And I'm sorry, guys, that's how I'm always going to stand on these coins if, if it provides some kind of value. This past year, looking at all these tokens, all these coins, all these ERC-20 tokens, it's I've just gotten smarter about the ones that I f- actually feel bullish on. And as we keep progressing with this show, I have to become even more strict on what I recommend because there's thousands of people that are listening to this show every week. Like, I can't just say, go out and buy this because it's just not right. Like, I can't, I cannot give you guys the green light on that. It's just not right because it doesn't provide anything. It really doesn't. So, Syndicator is a do not buy. 
That's my final analysis. I look to it. If you guys are trying to make, you know, 100% profit and you're at 22 cents right now, you can get in right now and get out at 42 cents and no one's a wiser. I think if you get to 42 cents, I don't see it crashing any further down than 10 cents, honestly. But would I would I invest in it with my own money to do that? No, I wouldn't. Just because there's better coins. I'd rather put it in Stellar or put it in Cardano, like something that they're actually trying to change the world with, you know, not just another ERC-20 token. But you guys go with your own gut, go with your own advice. I just gave you through the podcast take on it. And I'm in the minority on, on Syndicator with this because it's funny. You see a lot of YouTube people just like, oh, Syndicator 2018 coin of the coin of the year. But I'm like, what? And like, did you actually look at everything, <laughs> or did you just read the, or did you just read the headlines, and that was it? Like, no, really. That's what I'm saying, guys. Really look at the coin. I'm glad they had an app because that actually opened up even more information for me. I'm glad they had a Telegram bot because that actually gave me more information about the coin, about what it was really trying to do. I'm glad that they had everything front, face, and center with their marketing. It made it easier for me to distinguish that they they were there's no need for anybody to invest in them because it they don't need to be they don't need a coin they should have just made a company they should have just got an a, a, you know an investment from somebody and they should have just tried to sell to Google or Apple or any one of the dozen companies trying to get into machine learning right now Amazon so I just don't get it I think I think honestly long term this is not going to work it's not. First off, Telegram is coming out with their ICO here pretty soon. What if they start doing this kind of stuff that Syndicators does? Like, goodbye. It's just it's just game over. So, for Syndicator to survive, they need to hurry up and make their own bots on their own platform. And they need to get rid of that stupid tier that they have, $7,000 coins. That's how you fix this shit. And they also need to incentivize the user, or what they're calling financial analysts that use their app, incentivize them more so than just fucking points. Give them actual coins you know like it's it's they're easy fixes there's easy fixes you know then you have a use case for their syndicator coin because you can finally use it because you're giving it to your users you're you're incentivizing them to actually use the app so it's they're easy fixes they can fix i hope they listen to this podcast because i'm giving you solid advice on how to fix your platform but until then you're getting a throw a podcast do not buy yeah, sorry, that was Terminator 2. <laughs> you know, I found it fitting with the whole machine part, you know, machine learning, syndicator, their robot voice, stuff like that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just it was just funny. Uh, I think that's it. That's all we got for the show. That was the main topic. Um, I hope I didn't piss a lot of you guys off. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, you know, guys, like I, I have to be I have to take this more seriously. And that's all I'm trying to do, you know, with this this year, because a lot of you guys are, you know, a lot of you guys in the Telegram, you guys are you guys are thoroughbred horses. You guys already know your shit. Like, I don't need to tell you guys anything. You guys are going to do what you're going to do. That's awesome. But there's a lot of people that are listening to through a podcast that just barely got into crypto. And uh, those are the people that we're trying to help, too, you know, because I remember when I first started in crypto, all, all I knew was of Litecoin and Bitcoin and Ethereum. I didn't know of any of these other coins when I first started. And little by little, I was like, oh, wow, look at this coin. Oh, wow, look at this coin. And yeah, so you just got to be careful because there's a lot of people out there just trying to pump shit and not doing enough research for people. And I feel like if through the podcast can become the the podcast where everybody goes to to get the final analysis on a coin, then I did my job. 
because, you know, like Charlie says, every crypto, if it's going to remain resilient, needs a little FUD. And sometimes FUD is a good thing. I'm not saying what we did here today is FUD because it's not. That wasn't my intention at all. If anything, I was I was excited to look into Syndicator because we had looked at it, what, two weeks ago and we saw it on the coin market cap and we we're like super excited and you go back and listen to the episode i think it was a second episode of thriller coin talk we were like super excited about syndicator and i was all pumped i was like yes I'm like yes yes like it was good and then i looked at it today and i was like oh shit this is because it took me it literally took me like 30 minutes and then i looked at it and i was like i don't understand what they're trying to do and then i looked at it again and it was 30 another 30 minutes and i didn't understand either and then finally i was like oh shit Okay, I get it now. And oh no, this looks bad. So I do want to leave you guys with something today. Um, seeing your crypto and seeing it grow and seeing where, you know, crypto in general can have a good place in the world. Honestly, you guys know I'm always talking about shit like this towards the end of the show. But it's not just some gimmick or it's not just some reason for me to get to the end and say, buy Bitcoin. Say, no, no, no. I, I really I really talk about stuff at the end of the show because I want you guys to grasp the bigger picture with this stuff. And I hope you guys don't skip through this. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, um, I think I think when it comes to crypto, we, we need to we need to have those dreams about what, what we want to see ourselves, our exit plan for crypto or quote unquote, what we consider an exit plan for crypto, whether that's, you know, getting out when you're at 3000% or 1000% or getting out at 100%. I think I think all those are wonderful dreams to have. I just feel like, be careful with, you know, what dream that you choose, and then you not following through it. Um, Today was a perfect example when I saw my Tron, and I was like this close, I was like very close to like hitting the button to sell on my Tron. And then I quickly realized, I was like, no, there was a time where I believed in Tron. <laughs> like, I know how crazy it sounds now, but there was a time where I did believe in it. And, uh, and, uh, so I, I, I held it. I held it, even though it, it's, it's probably a worse off coin than syndicator, honestly. Um, but there's that 50, 50 chance. And, and, and there's that, that initial feeling that I had with it, that I, that resonated with me from the get go. And it doesn't mean that I'm right on holding that coin or, or anything like that. It's just that uh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to get out until it got to like 50 cents. So that's what I'm waiting for. And that's my dream for, for that coin. So when it comes to any other coin that you guys hold or any other ones that you have that, um, just follow follow those inner dreams that you guys created initially when you first got it. I would even take it a step further and say, write it down like on your phone or something like I feel like with me when I'm holding, you know, Ripple, I, I tell you guys every day I'm holding it till it gets to on Coinbase and I'm selling the fuck out of it. That's another dream I have. <laughs> a dream of getting rid of Ripple. That's a dream I have. So, you know, these dreams can definitely can definitely change things. They can they can turn into nightmares very fast. You know, it's not too long ago when we, you know, I had a dream about Verge and I thought that was gonna that was gonna do well. Or it's not too long ago when I had a dream about Redcoin and I thought that was going to do well. You know, this crypto game is fucking crazy, yo. It's, it really is. Like, and deep down, if you fucking make a mistake on one of these coins, man, it'll cost you fucking big. It really will. And that's why whenever I fucking invest, I buy a shit ton of Ethereum because I'm holding that bitch long. And I buy a fuck ton fucking bitcoin because i want to save the fucking world see you guys tomorrow this is the end of the show
You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Har Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not Har. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.